Welcome to the CPA Success Podcast, helping you be more successful at work and in your life. We profile topics and speakers that are influential in your world. Here are your hosts, Jen Nicholson and Blair Cook. Welcome to the CPA Success Podcast. I'm Blair Cook. And I'm Jen Nicholson. Today we have with us Andrew Wall. Andrew is the owner of Wall CPA Corporation. Andrew is also an avid technology thought leader in the accounting and finance space. His company provides small and medium-sized businesses with advice to help them grow and manage their organizations while minimizing their taxes. And today Andrew talks to us about some trends and features of more modern accounting systems and platforms that we're seeing in the marketplace. Let's listen in. I'm here with Andrew Wall today. Andrew, welcome. Thank you. And we're going to talk about the accounting systems of today, the modern accounting systems. We're going to look at the cloud. We're going to look at some of those systems, some of the interesting and fun features. We're going to look at machine learning today. Mm -hmm. So to start out with, let's just take this back. And cloud computing has been around for a number of years today, but it's really just starting to get kind of mass adoption. Could you explain kind of where's the state of the cloud as it stands today? Right. So the cloud, as we used to call it the software as a service sometimes, ASP. Uh, there's, there's been a number of different names for the effectively internet. And there's been lots of technology that have been on the internet for a while now. Have we seen the adoption that we'd like to see? Probably not when it comes to accounting applications. I think we're just starting to see mass adoption into things like Microsoft 365 and some of the cloud-based applications for everyday user life, but not when we talk specifically about accounting applications. It's definitely happening and we're starting to see the shift, but I think we're just on the cusp of where we're gonna go. I think that there's a lot of reasons that we haven't dove right into it. You know, there's some unknowns, there's some fear. People, you know, aren't sure where the information is stored, whether it's secure. So I think these are some of the limitations that are holding us back, but I think that they're misguided is maybe the the best way I, I can put it. Now, talking about security, and security is a very real important issue when you're talking about the cloud. But the reality of what most people who are, well, I, I don't, I don't want to go to the cloud because I'm not, I'm worried that it's not secure, and you know that now that all this information is going to be aggregated in one source, it's now a high vulnerable target, which might potentially be true. But now you also have a very large organization that's putting a lot of money behind it, and it's going to do a level of support and security that you're not going to see with a small business owner who, you know, is probably running a desktop, you know, under his desk and maybe has like Norton 360 on it, but you know, doesn't certainly doesn't have a dedicated security and malware team who is actively protecting and making sure that that environment is safe. So yeah, there is increased risk in aggregating all this data to one central place, which is basically what the cloud is doing. And I guess we should take one step back and help people understand that the cloud isn't some magical euphoric place where there's no physical hardware. What we're talking about is one provider providing the hardware for all of us, and we're able to access this hardware and this software via the internet, as opposed to us having to host and maintain this this hardware and software ourselves. And, And let me tell you a very good reason why we should be doing this. I'm an accounting firm, I have a practice, 
We just finished the Feb 28th deadline for T4s and T5s. And the Saturday before, two days before the deadline, I had a hardware crash on a physical server that we have down at a data center and that holds eight terabytes of data. And so just even recovering that, well, yes, we, we invest quite a bit in technology. Like the physical piece of hardware that we have is a $60,000 machine. You know, we're not cheaping out on hardware and technology. It's got redundant blades. It's got redundant RAID arrays. But even with all that redundancy, there was still potentials for problems. And indeed, we did see an error that took the system down and recovering that data, even the time to do it was 36 hours, not to mention the cost for the tech team that I had to have down there, the cost for the actual part, the headache and the stress. Like, I, you know, I'm, I've definitely lost a few hairs over this, this experience. Whereas if I was on Amazon web servers, which are now here in Canada, if I was on Azure, which is the Microsoft product that is here in Canada, I can still have all of these applications using things like terminal services, which allow me to have one server where my team can now access all of the applications that they're used to running. Like, So there's a lot of applications that I still need today to run my accounting practice that aren't available as quote unquote cloud applications from the provider, but I can build my own cloud and my own infrastructure. And historically, I built that seven years ago, I built that on my own hardware. Would I do that today? No, if there's another word that was gonna go in before, no. But absolutely not because the risk, the cost, the headaches, the stress can all be avoided by going to you know uh, a monthly cost with Amazon Web Services. <laughs> well, let's take, so we've talked a lot about the, the, the cloud and it seems like these the software companies, particularly, and we're talking about accounting and finance today, mm -hmm. that they're driving companies towards cloud-based solutions. Yeah. And it, that seems to be their mode to uh, go to market, whatever you want to, however you want to state it that way. Why are they driving it that direction as opposed to the traditional way where you'd license and do on-premise uh, installations? Well, for a very real reason, profits. Uh, let, let's face it, if you have a cloud-based system where you're billing someone every single month versus you give someone a desktop-based software and ask them, please upgrade every year, are they gonna upgrade every year? Probably not. I can tell you from firsthand experience, I have customers that are running like 2003, 2004, 2005. You see it all the time. In fact, oh. most of the people listening to this are probably on systems that are 5, 10, 15 years old or older. Well, and, and exactly. This is, and I'm guilty of this too, right? Because we're accountants, we're like, we've invested it's that. Paid. It's paid. But hello, we're accountants, some cost, right? Like, in the, we So let's, let's, let's go to the modern systems now. What are the really cool features that you're seeing in some of these cloud based applications that are out there uh, for the accounting and finance folks? Automation. Automation, 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 automation. So let's 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 get, let's get, some, let's get specific. <laughs> yeah, um, and and that's getting specifically what I'm talking about is the elimination of data entry via two major sources. Importing bank feeds is a number one because most people are putting their lives on their debit card and their credit card. And having that information automatically flowing into a system and eliminating the need for a human to manually type that eliminates uh, human error. It eliminates time that we would spend doing this. And it's funny, you know, my father, who was an accountant, and I, I joined uh, the accounting industry because of my father, you know, tells a story about when he articled and he made a mistake in a report. And that report back then had to be completely 
and retyped. I mean, we talk about the evolutions of where our industry is going, and and obviously we, that we laugh at we're laughing like, ha, ha, ha. but that's basically what we're talking about. The difference now between people who are keying journal entries into a tax software versus importing. I mean, it's literally ha ha ha. You key that like it's that's where we're going, right? And 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 there's importing in the bank statements, which is level one, and then we've got level two, which is the OCRing of original source documents. Because as we know, you know, credit card statements and bank statements are not valid source documents with CRA, blah, 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 blah. So what, what, do you, what do you mean by OCR? What does that stand for? Optical character recognition, right? So optical it's character... Like scanning? Yeah, so... And it's not even scanning anymore. I mean, I think... We, it scans it, but it actually reads... It reads it. it but reads it's the documents that we get in the mail. It's this thing or, or this thing here, right? It's your cell phone. It's... It, we don't scan anymore. Yeah. Because scanning implies this bulk load of taking a whole bunch of receipts and, you know, at end of month, you know, uploading. It's about changing our lifestyles. It's about walking into, a, you know, Staples and buying a whole bunch of supplies and taking a picture of that receipt. It's about walking into Home Depot and typing in your email address and that receipt automatically going into the tool that's going to convert that from data or from a, a character's convert that into the information that we need to see in our bookkeeping software, send it over there, create a transaction, and just say, hey, Blair, is this information correct? Can you approve it? So we, we go from data entry and keying information to confirming information, from keying to confirming. Excellent. So that's the automation aspect. What are some of the other features that we're seeing in the modern accounting and finance systems that, that appeal to you? Well, it's it's uh, this machine learning artificial intelligence. So where we see it today, and, and we talked briefly about this before in our other podcast, is this idea of being able to code or classify a transaction automatically based off of information that's happened in the past. So this is step one that we've got. You know, there's a whole bunch of other things that we can see that I don't know if I'd call them business intelligence, but it's this idea of we can create rules. And it is intelligence, but it's intelligence, it's not artificial, you create it. So I can go into these tools and I can create a quote unquote bank rule. And I can say like, so, the machine hasn't learned from my past behavior, but I know from my own behavior that every time that I go to Home Depot, it's not to pick up stuff for, for fun, it's to pick up stuff because I'm going to be doing work on uh, my home office and, you know, maybe so that's repairs and maintenance and it always codes anything you buy from Home Depot goes to repairs and maintenance kind of idea. Exactly. And and and, and not only that, we can, we can go to a different level and we can say, you know what, it's going to go to repairs and maintenance, but if it's over $200, maybe I want to put this into a capital asset, right? Yeah, you so know? It's, it's smart enough to be able to flag those. Yeah. And, and it's really as smart as you are. Uh, but the idea being here is like, historically, We've done that on a transaction by transaction basis. It's important to have people because it's the combination of having people and technology because we need people for the non-repetitive cognitive work, right? The things that change every single time that people need to think about. But the idea here is, can that person do that and think about a rule that can be applied on an 80-20 basis so that we're spending 20% of the effort and getting 80% of the work done? And that's you know what we've got today, let alone where we're going in the future. And, and I don't think any of us really know what it's going to be capable of. 
But I think that the level that, that we're going to be able to see is going to be huge. Like automatically, you know, creating invoices every single month because you know you've, you know, you build this client every single month. So it's just going to automatically create it and send it and put it in the client's thing. There's a whole bunch of, of things that we can do there. And what about the, let's take it up to a, a level. Let's talk about perhaps the reporting capabilities of these systems. I mean, they're cloud-based. They're obviously modern systems. What sort of uh, features are you seeing kind of on the, uh, the reporting end? Truthfully, the reporting end is one of the areas I wish they were better at. And they will be better over time. But I think that what we've got is, you know, we were talking, the three of us earlier, about Power BI and the fact that the level of reporting that you can do with a tool like that. So I think what we're looking at is how do we pull information out of these tools and create even better types of reporting using third-party tools. And, and I, I, one of the big things that I love about the cloud is, and, and Power BI is not, it's it's not a cloud-based tool, but uh, it's still a what, tool. What is, what is Power BI for our listeners? Uh, so Power BI is like, think of it as uh, Excel on steroids. Is, is, it, is, is it embedded inside your accounting systems or is it an application? It's, it's an application in and of itself that you got to download and set up and install, but it can allow you to tie into data from a whole slew of places. So are these systems, like uh, these Power BI tools, are they, can we uh, seamlessly connect them to our, our accounting systems today? Absolutely. And, and, and the power of Power BI is events and all the things that you can different you can do with it. You know, I was turned on to it by a guy named Matt Path, uh, who was actually an Aussie who I met down at a conference in, in in San Jose. Then heard about it from Alan Solomon, who's a tech genius here in Canada. A lot of you listeners have probably heard of. And I'm still getting, I'm still exploring it. So I, I don't want to, you know, bias anyone, but it's impressing me what we can do with it and the level of data and manipulation, the level of reports that you can do, where you can pull information from, how you can create all these amazing tables that literally, like if you were an Excel junkie before and you were impressed with the pivot tables that you can create, you're going to love this tool. It's, it's going to blow your mind the different levels of capability of what you can do and where you can pull data from. So getting back to reporting in the cloud, you know, it's one of the weaker is aspects. There, is there a way though through the cloud, and again, I'm just, I'm thinking maybe perhaps strategically because uh, Historically, our accounting systems have been closed in the finance department. Yes. And does, is there an opportunity now to get some of our users perhaps reaching in and doing doing their own analysis for them or accessing data using the cloud and making our, our systems are now more accessible? Absolutely. And, and I think that it's the idea that now that the information is in the internet and being able to connect that with anyone who's who's in the internet and other applications that are in the internet. And we're going to see this, this explosion of what they call the ecosystem, which are all these add-ons to the core, the meat, the backbone, which is, you know, our ledger that we work from. Now we can pull information out of this and we can start sending it into a bunch of tools. So maybe we want to, you know, run a whole bunch of analytics through crunch boards. Maybe we want to, you know, have someone who does billable billing and payments and all they can do is billing and payments. And, and we have all these different tools that we can piece together and effectively build out like this massive ERP system where we're picking and choosing these well, little pieces. And philosophically, that's like 10 years ago, you used to standardize around an Oracle or an SAP. It was one tool that you everybody had to conform with. And now it's a totally different approach today. Yeah. And 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 I think it's it's that concept is is that this is your backbone. This is this is the core of what you're doing. And and you can just add on these pieces to build it out to be specific to what your business needs, which is a huge advantage. And, and the reason that this model is so effective and the reason it works so well is because you relied in the past on Oracle to build out all these applications for you as 
for specific for your business. But does it work for Jen's business, who's got a completely different business? Maybe, but then you're going to have to bring in a consultant to highly custom tailor it, and it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Uh, and now what we've got is these people who are experts in your business. Let's say it's construction and consulting. So they're going to they're going to they're be become experts in the construction industry and build these amazing tools around construction that you would then go and add that little tool onto your backbone. And Jen might be in a completely different industry. Let's say she's in hospitality and she needs a completely different set of tools. Well, there's someone who's an expert in hospitality who's built up these amazing suite of tools that are very specific to the hospitality industry. And Jen just goes out and picks up that tool and adds it onto her backbone. So we've got people out there who know industries better than anyone else because, you know, the Oracle's not going to know every single industry. But what you have is people who are in that industry who know it really, really well, who are going to develop tools very specific to niches. And, and that's, I think, a huge part of where every industry is going niche, 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 niche. So for our, for our small and medium-sized enterprise, if I'm going to assume that our, our large enterprises are still going to be served by the SAPs and the Oracles and, and the like of the world. But for the small and medium-sized enterprises out there, what are some of the leading names out there that we should be thinking about if we want to adopt a new uh, a finance and accounting system? Okay, so there's probably three big players that people should be looking at. I'm saying the three because I, I want to be fair to all. So QuickBooks Online, zero and Sage are probably gonna be the world, the three global leaders uh, around the world. The, they have different market shares in different parts of the world. One of the great things about my experiences now is that I'm getting to meet with accountants from around the world, not just in Canada, and to hear what's going on. And I think when it comes to cloud and technology, we can look a lot to accountants in uh, Australia and the UK as people who are like two to five years ahead of our curve hmm. that we can learn from. But when we talk globally, it's gonna come down to, to probably three big players and would there for the manufacturing people uh, is there manufacturing modules or are they built into these things that uh, uh, absolutely they... so each of these players has sort of like an app store um, and then you could go and search these app stores by industries um, so the manufacturers the service providers everybody had can get the uh... yeah it's it's happening already and I'm hesitant to name any names here to keep this sort of agnostic, but I can tell you there are some stuff that is highly industry specific that are building out amazing tools. There's also some stuff that is general that's useful for every single business, no matter what you're doing. So there's this, it's this combination of, okay, there's some things that I'm gonna need that everybody's gonna need. Now I wonder if we'll see those players being acquired because that almost becomes core to the product, which I would say should be happening, but we'll see. The other things that are, I think, really niche-oriented will always be with those niche experts because that's the value of being in the cloud, of allowing other people to connect through APIs, which uh, application programming interfaces for those who, who aren't familiar with it, which is basically the way that these these different programs can talk. Yeah, to they each bolt other. onto your your base accounting system as you were describing it earlier. Exactly, and then again, even with you know these middlewares which we mentioned before, which are if this then that and Zapier, there's some things that aren't integrated natively. Like, for example, I don't think there's a native integration between the three providers and uh, Google Sheets, but you could do that again through Zapier. Very good. Well, listen, we've covered a lot of ground here, covering off cloud computing, modern uh, accounting and finance systems, and even talking about some uh, machine learning and, and artificial intelligence. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, Blair. Thank you for listening to the CPA Success Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada. Visit www.cpacanada forward slash podcast 